thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. That right there is the prodigy Alex Gordon. And that right there is the oracle Michael Odenbeck. And these just happen to be our Soberless Thoughts. And soberless isn't even a real word, but we made it up and it fits. Yeah, fits just right. <laughs> I like making shit up. Yeah. I don't know why I was about to say the line from, uh, oh, fuck, Major Pain. It was like, you can find, it's like, no, it was like, don't you have a little sympathy? He was like, you can find sympathy, simp- or no, you can find sympathy between shit and syphilis <laughs> in the dictionary. Yeah. Mm, and that's a good place to be. I know. I'm gonna figure out a clever way to say soberless. You can find soberless between shit and syphilis. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I think you could shit and syphilis. Yeah, because S H and then syphilis is S S Y. Yeah. And soberless. So, yeah, you can find yeah. soberless in the dictionary between shit and syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Soberless Thoughts, people. <laughs> Damn. And on that note, we are drinking Linen Kugel's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. <laughs> Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Oh, man, dude. I, uh, Seriously, I'm going to make t-shirts that say uh, you can find soberless between shit and syphilis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Uh, one of Lina Kugel, at least in my opinion, one of my favorite ones. It is uh, 6% alcohol porter, meaning it's going to be a little bit more of a dark, roastier beer. Granted, it does have vanilla in it. So it's going to have that little sweet, lovable vanilla flavor through it uh, as it's done by the notes I'm looking at. Um, it is a full-bodied brew with hints of cocoa, coffee, caramel, brought out by roasted malts and aged on real vanilla. Our Lina Kugel's uh, Snowdrift Vanilla Porter is smooth and creamy, making it a perfect for warm warming up the winter. Uh, I did get a 79% score on uh, the beer advocate. If you're a beer snob, you've probably found your way on this <laughs> website once or twice. Yeah, I love this stuff. So let's, mm. uh, well, let's, uh, let's give it a little tasty taste and see what you think about it. All right. Cheers. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Whiskey's too rough, champagne. Do you ever have a moment where when you taste something, a smell comes to mind? Yes. Actually, it happens all the time. To me, so, at least. So, me tasting this, 
reminds me of walking into my grandparents' house when I was a child around Christmas time, and like just the warmth and the, and in the uh, the cocoa and the butter and the hot chocolate steaming on the on the on the skillet. Yeah, and just that that feeling of love and embrace. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I taste when I taste snowdrift vanilla porter from linen kugels. I taste the love that my grandma used to have for me back when she was alive, and it makes me miss my grandma. Yeah, I think they also just hired you as their fucking next commercial because holy shit uh, <laughs> uh, no no I get it dude it is it's one of the more popular ones man I love it I totally get what you're saying it it is a perfect winter beer with the roasty with the vanilla it just it just I, it just does all the right things to you at just the right time. Um, it is really good, man. I mean, it is actually very delicious, and and in two drinks, like the majority of my bottle is gone. That is a good sign. Yes, that's always a good sign that I have a some. Sometimes I drink something, and it takes me half the fucking podcast to get one beer down because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is fucking harsh. I think when we did the. Uh, Chris, we did the Christmas ale recently, a couple weeks ago, and I drank one and a half beers that whole podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, one and a See, half. I uh, that's pretty light for us for sure. I, I'm <laughs> the funny thing is if I know I'm not gonna like a beer or something, I will bring beers that I will like. And I will sit there and chase that thing with the others just so I can finish the one. No, see, I am a purist at heart. Yeah. I'm a Puritan uh, by religion. And I. <laughs> <laughs> and I will only drink what we are drinking that week. And if I hate it, well, then I'm just going to suffer through it the whole fucking <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I will drink the first half of it straight up. But after a while, I'm like, oh, we're going to have to we're going to do something with this. Yeah. Like the um, goddamn James Bond. <laughs> dude, I, I like that. I drank that straight up. I could have drank two or three of them. Um, I'm trying to think of something no. we've actually had. I mean, other than uh, Goldschlager and Jaeger, uh, I definitely needed some beers on that one to fucking get that down. Oh, um, that was good stuff, man. That was, that was, uh, yeah. we almost threw up on that episode. <laughs> that or, uh, I don't know. Usually it's hard liquor. It's, it's, sometimes we'll grab a hold of something. I'm like, I've got to chase this with beer because there's no way I'm getting this down without it. Um, that scotch we had was fucking horrendous no i i dug that i was i was feeling good oh i did not like it i did not like yeah. it i think i went back in for a second glass or two i was like dude i think you did and yeah. i looked at you with amazement <laughs> i was like dude if you're putting this up because that was not 
dude, there was no way that was any cheap scotch. Uh, talking about our uh, Freemasons episode, uh, that dude, that there, there was no way that was cheap scotch. And I was like, if you're pouring it, I'm gonna drink it. Uh, this is a pricey, tasty scotch. Very smoky, though. Holy, very fuck smoky. Balls. I was yeah. about to pull out my whip and be like, look. <laughs> Let's go back to the fucking mason jar because this ain't fucking going to happen. Yeah. I was like, let me, let me get, let me put me back in Kentucky. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's taken me a while to light scotch. I got to tell you. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Those were just words that came out of my mouth. Yeah. They didn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> Tonight, though, we are talking about uh, adulthood, being adults, adulting, adulting, ain't in a <laughs> bitch, adulting, paying bills and shit, you know, yeah, like living on your own and shit, you know, <laughs> yeah, having Got car payments, doing this, car payments yeah. and mortgages. Finding out what the fuck insurance is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to know all about that mortgage life here soon. Yes, I am. Actually, when this is released, I will know firsthand. Yeah. Our man over here has bought himself a house. That's right. I've bought myself well, a house, and then the process in the process of buying a house uh, is where we came up with the idea of this episode. Because I was thinking to myself and talking to Alex at the same time, because that's what I tend to do. And I was like, uh, myself, aka Alex, why is it that I'm in my late thirties and just now finally purchasing a home? When I feel like our parents had that shit on lockdown and probably they're fucking, I don't know what, like early 20s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then our grandparents bought their first house when they were like, I don't know, 17. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Back when they were 17 and they're on their second wife. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Uh yeah. The um I actually all right, so I've got a couple things for you okay. on that one. Uh some is a little bit uh just evolutionary when it comes to the economy and yada yada. Other ones are more um oh what is it? S- more of a sociology kind of experiment. Um okay. So one part is uh that shit was cheaper back in the day to oh, so not just house not even back in the day man not even back dude literally the house that I just bought for 150k sold like fucking 20 yeah. years ago for like 40,000 Yeah well, here's the thing, though. I'm not even talking about inflation 
Because, you know, like over the course of time, money, the, the, so we, we got to talk about the value of money, the spending power of money, because that's where it really lies. Because what, you know, what, like our parents would have never dreamed of spending 150K on a house. That would have been a, like a mansion. But you being a blue collar person making X amount of money, being able to buy this house. It's like what you can buy with the amount of money you have kind of thing. Um, right. And back in the day, they had more spending power with their money. Like they got more groceries for their amount of money. They could buy uh, a house. You know, like this is one of those arguments too about like raising the minimum wage. This is one of those kind of like leans into that FYI. But it's the fact that they could – literally have a minimum wage job and buy a house, go to school, provide for a family and do all this. And part of that is the evolutionary of businesses. Um, you know, now we've got so many more insurance things you have to pay for things you have to do to it. Um, and, the just honestly, the, the value of money is decreased. That's why, you know, that's why if you talk to a grandparent, they're like, back in my day, I had gas for 25 cents. You're like, well, no shit. Because we have devalued our own damn money up to this point. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Now, the other side of that, the non-economic financial part of that is also that our parents were looking to do this shit earlier. Like, they were like, I'm going to, I'm going to graduate high school. I'm either going to get a job or I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get me a girl. I'm going to get her pregnant and then I'm going to get a house and I'm going to be done. Bam. And then we're more of a, uh, and actually the funny thing is I've talked so my mom just retired recently and she told me she had to take a class on her last like five years of, uh, doing her job, which she was a uh, a medical consultant. She was a compliance representative, which means she would go, she represented all these hospitals across the United States, and then she would go into them and make sure they're doing the right, they're basically following the right guidelines and laws set by the medical, uh, oh, what is it? Who, whoever sets the laws, I can't think off the top of my head, uh, Beer, uh, who uh, but yeah, but sets the compliance of make sure everyone follows these rules and follow these strict guidelines when doing said things. Um, and uh, she said she had to have she had to take a class about how to deal with millennials <laughs> because the and she was the one that brought this up to me, which I thought was interesting that people her age would be more willing to get overtime, stay late, do things extracurricular because they knew it would help to per 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 perpetuate them in their job, make them look better, and maybe even get more like make them strive to move up in the company kind of thing. Our generation is about – I'm supposed to work eight hours. Cool. I'm going to work my fucking eight hours and then I'm out because we all live by a, 
I work to live, I don't live to work mentality. This episode is brought to you by Harrison Brogaine, the nation's leading hair growth restoration product. Have you not been feeling assured of yourself lately? Feel like something's missing? You mean like my hair, Alex? That's right, Mike. You need a helping spackle of Harrison's Brogaine. Well, what would that do? Well, it helps with balding, <laughs> receding hairlines, and migraines. Well, I can't wait to use that. It's going to grow back my confidence. That's right. Now, side effects are diarrhea, hair loss, psychotic feelings towards ferrets, and death. Well, here I come, Harrison's Brogaine. Find it at your local pharmacy. Harrison's Brogaine. Find it at your local truck stop. Harrison's Brogaine. Find it at your local deli. Harrison's Brogaine. Find it at your local bingo hall. Harrison's Brogaine. Find it at your local VFW American League. So basically what I'm saying is, look, my dad fucking worked his ass off, okay, before he retired. He would always show up early, and he'd leave late, and yep. he'd work a shit ton of overtime. But yep. then he was the same guy who was like, work to live, don't live to work. Yeah. But that was them uh, working to live. Like he's putting all that extra just to, there was a means to an end. He was helping himself get to the next level. But I feel, I feel like we took it as like, you don't need to do that. Like if you're good enough, you'll make it. If not, like what's the point kind of thing. Yeah, at some point in my early adulthood, I came to the realization that I should only work enough to make just enough money to pay my bills and have a little bit of extra fun. Yeah, because if not, you're just wasting your time at a company that does not give a shit about you. That's right. And I think, that's, I think that's the wrong way to look at things, though. Think so? Or is it, or is it, 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 to me, it matters what you want out of life because, all right, I'll tell you, I'll give you a good instance. So I worked at this place. It was more of a, uh, it was more of a pr production gig. Like this guy was training me, right? And he was known to be one of the laziest dudes on the entire warehouse floor. Okay. And he, for some reason, would he would straight up tell you, because, look, man, I'll be honest with you. I can run all these machines in front of you. He goes, I can I could do stuff outside of what we're doing here. Go to this other area and work with them. I've done it. I've been doing it. I can go over here and do this. He goes, I can do it all. But if anyone from management asks me if I can, I tell them no. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, why? He goes, because they only pay me to do one job. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he, he did, man. Like, and it, the place I worked out, man, I mean, it was, it, it, it's like that. There, there wasn't a lot of, like, there wasn't a lot of incentive programs. It was a lot of, uh, like, if you're the guy lifting pallets or you're the guy running the machine, you're making the same amount of money. If you worked, if you started at the same time, or if you're a guy over here doing this and a guy over here doing that, they could be two different amount of jobs. One might be more intricate and more harder and one might be easier, but guess what? You get paid the same. 
So that guy was like, yeah, I can do all this shit. He goes, but they're not going to pay me anymore. I was like, so I'm going to do this job. And then when I get done, I'm going to push a mop around until it's quitting time. And then I'm leaving. I'm like, okay. And there was a lot of guys that had that mentality. I feel like there was two sets of guys in this warehouse. There were those guys that were like content with what they were doing. Like, I want to come in. I want to work. I want to leave. And that's it. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to learn anymore. And then I, to be honest, I was part of the other group that was like, I constantly wanted to learn. So I constantly like went over here and learned new things. Now, granted, it didn't, it helped me learn and I could move, I moved through the company a little bit, but I didn't get any more money out of it. I just got a better experience. Yep. I, um, but I was also known by, <laughs> I just was just talking to my parents about this. There was a guy on my crew who called me Mr. Shit Jobs. <laughs> because every time there was a shit job that had to be done, I had damn it. He was like, dude, don't, he like, I would come in every day for our daily meeting. He goes, don't you fucking stand that close to me. He goes, you'll fucking lump me in with you when you get this shit job later. I'm like, I know it. I'm sorry. And they would. They would always like, all right, Alex, uh, why don't, because I don't know. They knew I would do it, I think is what it was, because I would. they would go, Alex, go get these five guys and go do this. And then I would go get them, and I'd pull them over there, and we'd start to do it. And then we'd go like take a break for 10 minutes and come back, and only half of them would come back. <laughs> and then it would just be us. And I'm like, I'm not their fucking boss. I'm not going to tell them what to do. The boss came around. I'm like, hey, where's uh, the... I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just trying to get this shit done before the end of the day. So I'm not sitting here later past that point. Right. I'm like, that's your job, not my job. You go fucking wrangle these guys. That's why I searched long and hard for the career that I currently have. It seems a lot more independent. It is very independent. It is very, I'm on my own. I make, I bet, well, I have a set time that I have to do things, but I can manage that time into my own, like how I want to do it. So, for example, if I, if I have enough work to last me, uh, I don't know, four hours, but I don't have to have my truck back until eight hours later and I don't have shit going on at home that day. I can just fucking jackass around all day. I can have 20, 10 minute long conversations with different people at different places and just enjoy my day. Listen to a bunch of podcasts or uh, listen to uh, a book on audible or something stop at the bar and hang out and have a burger and a couple of sodas you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> do it i mean and just enjoy my day and then come yeah. home at the same time i normally would come home and nobody is the wiser yeah no i get that i uh i mean i actually moved from that area of the warehouse to a place that was like that too where it was just me I was the only guy, and the guy goes, hey, this is what you have to get done in a week. I don't give a shit how you get it done as long as it's done. And then I go, okay. And then I would get that shit done, and, dude, I would have so much downtime. 
I dude, I'd I would go hang out. I'd go to all the different areas of the warehouse, go bullshit with them. I'd I'd like I, I remember when I left that area and I trained the guy who came in after me. And he was a guy who came from like a company that was like very like die hard, like nose of the grindstone. Like he told me one time he worked 24 hours straight loading up train cars. Like it was fucking crazy shit. The guy was a workhorse and I'm training him. Right. <laughs> and he goes up to one of the, one of my buddies that is in a different section than what I'm at. And he goes, man, I got to tell you, man, that Alex guy, he's kind of fucking lazy. <laughs> he's like and my buddy's like what do you mean he goes man i like we is like you know we get here at eight and he like takes his sweet ass time and he like gets everything ready and like we don't even get started till like nine and then he works all day and then he like gets done at three and then he just like finishes everything out and is done by 4 30 and he was just like, it's like every day with this guy. He's like, he takes an hour to get ready and an hour to close down. And my buddy was like, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the way, like he knew from his perspective, like, well, that's what we all do. Right. It's like, and that's the one thing I couldn't, I couldn't teach this guy. He was going to have to learn where I was like, dude, I do that because like when he took over the job I was doing, he would get it all done in record time. Well, now he's sitting there twiddling his thumbs. Well, fuck me. They will find you something to do and it's not going to be something fun. Right. So what I would do is I would kind of do what you do. I was like, all right, well I would like, like every morning I would walk around to the different areas of the warehouse and I would get the day's gossip. I would also get, I would literally get a view of what everyone is doing. So I would like have a meeting with all these groups and understand like what everyone's doing, what the operations are, all that stuff. I'd go to my section and then I'd like get everything ready just the way I like it. And that way, like the minute I had to do it, it'd be quick. Well, then I would just take my time throughout the whole day. 3.30 hit. It's time to clean up. I'd get everything, you know, start packing everything up putting it all way nice and neat. Everything's clean. I sweep up. Yada, yada, yada. 4.30 hits. I'm already walking out that door like swipe. I'm out. Peace. I'll see you tomorrow. There you go. Hell yeah. And, and I'm like, that's how it should be. In that, well, it, you know, in a production job, I was like, I learned this early on. You'll never, you'll never get ahead. No. Like I'd actually, the job I was doing me and another guy got, we got like two, like almost a month ahead of production and they didn't want us to be that way, but we did because that's what our supervisor wanted. And they actually brought us in one day. It was like, Hey, just so you all don't think you're ahead. And I was like, bitch, if me and him both quit our jobs today, you wouldn't have to find anyone to fill our job for a month. There is so much shit laying around here that's done. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, we actually had a talk with some other supervisors that were like, uh, yeah, don't do that again because that's in everyone else's way. I'm like, that's what he wanted. Like, we, we get it. Just don't do that again. <laughs> right. I think, uh, I think we, I remember that from the horrible bosses episode that we did. Probably. Um, <laughs> 
the kind of reminds me and what you're talking about with training that guy kind of reminds me of how it was with me in the air force when i when i first get through my training school and then they send us to our actual duty station and we show up there in our first day of work like doing the actual job like the the sergeant comes in the room and he's like all right you new guys everything that you guys learned in uh in your training school fucking forget it right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretend pretend none yeah. of that shit happened and uh let's go out and i'll show you how we're really going to do shit and it was like a thousand times lazier than how we learned of course it's like the real <laughs> like dude it's like going to college i went to college fucking learned got a degree and any job you go to they train you not once have i used any of the shit i've learned now granted if you're going to be a doctor yeah you need to pay attention but like any of these like anything like i don't know just these subjective fucking degrees were like a communications degree yeah uh you're you're just gonna learn on the job it's fine Man. um it's all in name dude it depends on where I apply for a job as to which college I have a four-year degree from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah, this year at Stanford. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, hey, honestly, have you have you ever fibbed that much on a resume? No, I've not. I, I've never lied on a resume, actually. See, I haven't either, and I feel like that's why I don't have good jobs. Um, It's because I feel like people that do lie on their resume get better jobs because they're full of shit, and they continue to fill everyone else full of shit. And 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 they know exactly what you just said, as in that it doesn't matter what your fucking resume says because they're going to train you when you get there anyways. So as long as you're smart enough to learn what the fuck they're going to train you to do, it don't matter what your fucking resume says. Yeah, as long as you get to the door, that's all that matters. But I'm like, like, no one holds a resume. Like, no one facts checks a resume. Who the fuck? Like, granted, they'll call, like, some numbers, make sure you work there like references, but who says you can't like put all your friends down as references and be like, yeah, why don't you say you were the head of the Coca-Cola corporation and I was your personal assistant and I was the best thing that ever happened to fucking Pepsi Cola (laughs) since the invention of it in 1741 or whatever the fuck time that actually happened. Um, See, now that being said, uh, when I applied for my current job, it took like an extra week for me to even get hired on because they were trying to get all my air force records and like to validate all my air force records. And I'm like, like what the, like that was fucking 15 years ago. Like, why are you like, why are you trying to validate that shit? And it was just like a sub thing on my, like a sub fucking level thing like yeah i was active duty at one point in time back in the history of my life but it wasn't within the last 10 years which is all this resume is supposed to go or application is supposed to go back towards but like they held up they held up my whole fucking start time for 
a week because it took a week for the Air Force base that I was at to finally get back to them with my information. Huh. That's wild. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask you something. Since we're talking about resumes real quick, um, what, what do you think? Do you think putting that you're a stand-up comedian on a resume is a good thing or is a bad thing? I would not put that on my resume. Okay. See, I do not. My mom, my mother, tells me to put it on this. Like, it shows that you're a public speaker. You can command a crowd and you got a sense of humor. I was like, no, it shows that to corporations, I'm a smart ass and I have no fucking work ethic and I'm a fucking <laughs> clown. Yeah. And I'm like, like, don't get me wrong. I've done. I've done public speaking. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I could do public speaking. I fucking kill it. That was, even as a kid, I was the shit at it. Uh, and I've commanded crowds of like two, three, four, five hundred people before. But unless I'm going for a, unless I'm going to the public face of fucking Enron or some shit like that, like they're not going to hire me. Okay, here's the thing. Years yeah. ago. When I was doing my thing, I put it on my resume once when I went to get a job. Yeah. And the guy who was interviewing me literally read it and literally said to me, oh, that's funny. Tell me a joke. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm just looking at him like, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah, it says you it says stand up comedy. It says this and this. Uh, tell me a joke. It must be funny. Let me hear one. <laughs> oh God! See, <laughs> I would be like, sir, I can't do that because it would not be compliance with human resources. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that is about to drop out of my mouth. We will both have to go sit through a couple of right. fucking meetings and fucking workshops right. through. Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, let me tell you about how I got my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a solid, that's a solid story. Um, um, dude, the workforce fucking sucks ass. I, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I will tell you, I, man, I, I'm, Here's the funny thing. I've had so many people tell me to apply for jobs in sales and marketing. And they were like, you'd be great at it. You're such a people person. You're like, you know, you're an idea person. Always have a way to kind of like, you know, and I've had, I've been selling shit for years as a bartender, salesperson, yada, yada. But every time I've applied for something, I never get shit. And I actually had, applied for a job that was a marketing position and internet marketing, like social media marketing. And basically all you would have to do is go to all these events, take pictures, get with people, you know, like, you know, like basically like, like bump up the social media account and make right. it seem like fun, interactive, yada, yada. Right. And I was like, I could totally do this. Right. Right. Yeah. And the only reason they didn't choose me, is because the person they did choose was like a now I meeting this person I totally get why they did it but it was a a younger like bubbly girl oh yeah of course 
who was like 22 and I was like, yeah, yeah I totally get it. And I, at the time I was like, I just turned 30. I'm like, yeah, they don't want some 30 year old going to all these bars. Like, Hey everybody, we're having a good time. Duh, 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 duh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but I it was like, I totally get it. And the only thing that sucks was, uh, they girl ended up like leaving like after a year or two or something like that. Uh, actually I think it was after a year. And, uh, some dude that looked just like me ended up taking in the position. Uh, <laughs> I was like, eh, whatever. All right. That's where I should be, but that's not where I'm at. That's not where you're at. But uh, so I'm the kind of like the face of my company. I'm out there with the people oh, yeah. every day, out there talking every day, driving yeah. a big truck with a big giant sign on the side of it every day. I mean, that's true jumping out with a big smile on my face like hey how are you doing today yeah oh yeah you've uh you've got some hookups through that i gotta say i gotta give you props you if you were a bartender you would have regulars like oh, all I the know. time definitely yeah i uh i just don't know how to mix drinks otherwise i do know how to pop a top off of a bottle though <laughs> yeah and I'm not a 22 year old with big tits, so yeah. See, that's the thing. Fat chance is, of me getting a bartender job. Well, so here's the trick: is at least this is me. As as the guy, I either well, you either got a couple choices. One, you go work at a gay bar, you'll make tons of money. Or two, you got to work at a bar that has a lot of girls, and you got to be the workhorse. Because I've done both. Well, actually, I, I haven't worked at a gay bar, but I've uh, had a buddy that worked at one. Actually, after I said that, I was like, "Oh shit, no, I haven't." Uh, but a buddy of mine that he was a he was a straight married guy, but he was like, "Dude, I, he worked at a gay bar for like fucking ten years." He's like, "Dude, it's the best money I've ever made in my life." He was like, "It's like it's like you're the hot chick at the bar, being a bartender." He goes, "And I'm not a good looking guy, and fuck me, I would get fucking massive tips from dudes all night long." Um, and I was like, I totally get that. Uh, but, uh, I've worked at bars where it's like, I'm the workhorse where I just kind of like hang back and we would actually, uh, me and the girls would play kind of like play to our strengths. So if like a group of X would walk in and be like a bunch of business guys, she'd go, I got this. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And then she would walk up and go hit on them. And then like, Let's say a bunch of middle-aged women would come in and be like, fuck it, I got this. <laughs> what up, ladies? I'm going to have to see some IDs around here. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> they're like, you're so sweet. You remind me of my grandson. I'm like, I bet I don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, but play to your strengths, man. Yeah. I could be yeah. a used car salesman. Yeah. You know, our... Uh, cousin-in-law does that now our cousin-in-law yeah hey. he sells cars the your twin the other mike oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah he, he so for everyone at home we've got a uh married in relative that uh was a i think it was a cook yeah, he was a cook in a restaurant, and then I think it was like the kitchen, like head kitchen cook or whatever, or like manager. Um, 
And I think because of COVID, man, that restaurant shut down. So he went and got a job. Now he's slinging cars. <laughs> but he's so quiet. I don't get it. I don't understand how he's doing it. You know what? See, that guy surprised me. I feel like me and you are pretty loud fucking people. Um, I feel like he has the potential to be the the Trace Amago for us. But it's it's the barrier of him being quiet sometimes where I'm like, I know you've got the sense of humor. You just need to let it out. And maybe we just need to pump you through it like 10 shots and get you on the podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll try and do that. Yeah. We'll try and <laughs> we'll try. We'll, tr- we'll drug him into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I could sell the shit out of a car, dude. I could sell fucking somebody told me I could sell ice cream to an Eskimo. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And any any kind of salesman job that I've ever had, I've always excelled at. But I but it's but then you're like I don't know. I've always like you have uh you have what's it called? Like fuck, what am I trying to think of? <laughs> expectations you have certain expectations when you're working in sales and it's like sure they're like yo you got to get this you got to get this you got to get this and i'm like like i want to just do me why can't i just (laughs) do me and what i get i get and what i don't i don't and if it and if i don't get you know this certain amount then fuck it i don't get that certain amount but if i do next month then i do next month i don't know yeah so and also on top of that, like I decided that I don't want to work for other people anymore. Like one day no, I want to just, it. dude. I just want to work for myself. I want to like maybe one day make a career out of doing like podcasts or music or just something that I enjoy doing and not something that I got to work for somebody else and be like, all right, I got to punch in a clock today and then punch out. I, you're dude, you're preaching to the choir, to be honest with you. I, I will tell you, I felt like I was, when we first got our soberless thoughts cards and I was going out to bars and doing stand up, I would literally walk around the entire bar one person at a time. And I felt like I felt so cheesy inside of my heart like because i felt like such a fucking salesman but all i was doing was talking up the podcast where i would go up to a group of people and like hey i know y'all don't know me but if you like podcasts and i just go into like a spiel and uh i at first it felt that way but dude by like the third or fourth one i was just like didn't even care i was like walking up to anybody like hey what about this what about this you think about this yeah you, you know it'd be great you know, you know how to end your night? Fucking serverless thoughts, the podcast. Um, <laughs> granted, kind of, you know, COVID kind of changed that, but you know. Yeah, COVID sucks. But dude, I still do that. Like, that's, I loiter, I fucking solicit constantly, <laughs> yeah, all day. Like, I'm not supposed to do it with my job, and my bosses don't listen to this, so they don't know. And if they do, I'm sorry, but I fucking, yeah. I'm out there constantly. I'm almost out of cards that we have because I'm constantly giving them out to people. And 
like and not on top of that like when like for example when we were on our uh honeymoon in vegas like last month dude i people would come up to me and they're not even on the honeymoon but like on a honeymoon this happened but also just like out and about randomly this happens where somebody will come up to me trying to like say uh a guy outside of the fucking liquor store is like, Hey man, you got a, you got some change. I'm like, no, I've got 75 cents. And I also got a card that says soberless thoughts on it. And, uh, <laughs> you need to check out the podcast cause you'd like it. And then when we were in Vegas, I had this guy come up to me and he was like trying to spit his, uh, his little demo CD that he did. He was like a rapper, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, check out my music. And he had like little cards. He had business cards that had like a link to his CD. If you clicked on, the, if you like typed in the link or whatever, it would pull up the audio for his CD and you could listen to it. And then you could download it or whatever you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking badass, dude. By the way, I have a podcast. Here's my card. You know, check this out. Yeah, and then so we basically just exchanged cards, and Mandy's standing there like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm always trying to fucking promote, promote soberless thoughts, soberlessthoughts.com. dot com. Yeah, I just, I wish shit was more opened up so we could do it more. Um, yeah, fuck COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I want to talk about. You know, we kind of hit on it about our parents being our age and where they're at. So let's see if we can do this in 10 minutes. At All right. At your age, what were your parents doing? Do you remember? Do you know? In their late 30s, my parents uh, were homeowners. They were had been homeowners for a long time. They yeah. were raising teenagers, it seemed like, or about to be teenagers. They were very adulting, uh, it seemed like to me as a child. And they seemed old as fuck to me as a kid. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it seemed like they didn't do anything fun, but work all the time. Yeah. I agree with that. I uh, see. All right. So my parents had a little bit more of a, I guess, unique for their age group because my parents didn't actually get together until they were like 32. And it was during their 10 year reunion that they actually met and started dating, which I always want to know what happened at their 10 year reunion. You never asked? I mean, I just, they were just, you know what? No, I haven't. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Alex. Next time I'm around your parents, I'm going to ask them what exactly yeah. happened at the 10-year reunion. And let's get that on the record. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I know they were like, I mean, they vaguely, I mean, they told me when I was younger, like, yeah, we met, we hung out, exchanged phone numbers, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, like my mom was a, at the time she was a single mother and dad was like a construction worker that kind of uh, traveled a lot or it seemed like he would work in 
different places because even when they were dating, uh, dad was like, yeah, I would like, I had to go work down in Georgia for like a couple weeks. And mom was like, yeah. So I just like stayed at your dad's apartment and studied for finals, uh, to get her associates in nursing or bachelor's in nursing. I can't remember which one she was working on at the time. Um, I think it was bachelor's, but so it's like, that was more closer related to like what we were doing. Cause like, you know, me at 32, fuck. Like I was just, um, I was just about to get married actually. At 32? So, well, yeah, I'm been in 35. Married. Yeah. I've been married two years. So you got married at 33. Yeah. Nice. Nice. When yep. I was 32, hmm, 32, five years ago, I was recently single and yep. was acting a damn fool. That's <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah, you were. I uh, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with a guy who is still my best friend. Him and I had separate rooms, and between the two of us, we had a fucking dozen kids that would come in no not a dozen but we had three four we have four kids that would be coming in and out of that two-bedroom apartment every other weekend and we switched our weekends around so that we had our kids on the same fucking weekend so that the other weekend we could go out and act like damn fools (laughs) nice nice i mean i mean we've this this whole episode's been about like us comparative to our like past you know i'll be honest with you my one of my grandmothers got married when she was 14 had her first kid when she was 18 right she had nine after that they uh you know they that was it like they got a house they did their shit boom they're in it to win it granted um but like you know my parents a little bit more because it was it's the same thing with like I remember going back to what my mom was talking about earlier about the millennials thing is that people back in the day used to get a job at one company and work there until they fucking retired or died. Hmm. And now like the average person will change jobs. At least our generation will change jobs like three or four times in their adulthood, not talking like, Pieces like jobs, like working groceries or fast food or whatever. I feel like when I was, even when I was 20, even when I was in my early 20s, like I feel like I was way too immature to be getting a job or not, well, (laughs) to be getting a job, yeah, to be getting married and to be having kids. Uh, yeah, like, could you imagine? Let me put it this way. Even this, like, could you imagine, think of someone you dated in your 20s. You married them. You got a house and kids together. Not only that, could you even imagine being best friends with some of the people you were still best friends with in your early 20s? Or not just best friends, but just, like, friends with. Because there was a whole group of people that, like, in my early 20s, I don't even fucking talk to. I haven't talked to them in years. I don't even know what the hell half of them are doing anymore. Well, I was in the Air Force all of my early 20s. Uh, that's and, true. Uh, and uh, I, 
I'm not. I'm Facebook friends with all those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's well, as far as it goes. Well, I guess... Now, don't get me wrong. I am diehard... I don't know. I'm diehard friends with everyone that I grew up with. That aside, because I knew all of them through my early 20s, but there was a bunch, a big group of people that I've met, you know, here and there in my early 20s that I'm like, I don't... I don't have any communications with for whatever reasons. Could be good, could be bad. Um, yeah. There's one particular person that that I still am in contact with that I met in my early 20s that I wish I didn't, but you know, we've got a kid together, so I guess I got to be in contact with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think about that, too. Like, all those scares that I had throughout my life. Like, what if one of them wasn't a scare? It was the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was the thing. Yeah. The child that's running around that's now a teenager. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember having a scare in like when I was a senior in high school and sitting there going, Oh, please, please don't. Uh, and the funny thing is I wasn't even worried about it until she freaked out about it. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was also us not understanding how physics works, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you can't get her pregnant when you put it in the butt. I know. That's what I kept trying to tell her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I actually had a talk with someone at a house party about that one time. And uh, <laughs> this girl swore up and down. She knew someone that got pregnant from in the butt. Well, she lied. She's I know. Because she goes, well, it's because semen is smaller and it can try. It ain't actually like weave through the intestines and get to the egg i'm like first it's of all not connected and i was like well what well, she was trying to say it was so small that it could like weave through it and get i was like first of all that's bullshit because bacteria is smaller than fucking semen and if you don't get dysentery every damn day then <laughs> you don't have to worry about semen getting into that now i go now if uh you know if there's a bunch of it up in there and then at the end of it, you try to uh, take care of it and wipe it off, but you don't wipe what like is it, front fat, to back. Yeah. You wipe back the front. Yeah. Like a fucking heathen. Yeah. You might accidentally uh, impregnate yourself. I don't know if that's even possible though. No, that is possible. Cause I've actually is looked that really? up. Yeah. Uh, because it's still viable up to like a day. Maybe. And then if there's, I guess that's, that's but what you have to like push it up in there. I don't know. No, I mean, I've heard rumors about like people just, just going on the surface and then somehow working its way in there. Or like you hear about people like coming in a hot tub and then someone's in the hot tub and they get pregnant from someone else's jizz. That's a lie, dude. That, that did They fucking, they cheated, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but you hear about it. Well, one, a hot tub would be too hot, and that would die off anyway, but. <laughs> what are no, we no. even talking about right now? I know. We went from some, uh, our parents being better people than we are to fucking, can you get pregnant <laughs> from anal sex? <laughs> 
call us next week on Dr. F- uh, fucking Dr. Sue and Loveline. Um, right. Uh, but so to kind of wrap this up, Alex, I think our, our generation's kids are going to be even worse than we are. Of course. If we continue down this path. Every generation's kids are worse than they are. They're they're right. more lazy. They're more uh, adolescent, I guess. Because, like, to I guess to be, what is it? The what was that old saying? Uh, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> yes, and we all have lived by that. That's why, like, we don't have kids till we're thirty, or you know. Or yeah, our generation, it's thirties. We're, we're going to have our kids when we're in our thirties. Yeah, I messed up and had one kid when I was in my mid twenties. You know what? Like it's not a bad six. Twenty six yeah. isn't too isn't too bad. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, dude, if I had uh, already had a kid, like if I like part of me is like, if I'd done it right and had a kid when I was like in my twenties, when I could deal with not having sleep and all that shit that goes with it, like it probably would have been so many so much easier. And then later, like. Like there was a girl I went to high school with, actually a, the girl I dated throughout high school. She had kids immediately. All her kids are like your kid's age, right? And I saw her the other day, and they were like, her son's like, I'm mad because I can't go to one of my friend's houses because she won't let me. And he's like going to be like a freshman in high school or some shit like that. And I was sitting there thinking, like, in four more years your kid's going to be out of the house. And I'm like, yeah. that that means your kid's going to be gone when you're like 39. So when you're 40, you'll be kidless. Right. Dude, you've got the world after that. Like they're in college. Maybe. Maybe. That's a yeah. big fucking maybe. That is true. Depends on the, the breeding stock. But because uh, you could be, you could have them in your house till they're 40. You well, don't shit. know. I'm about to move in back with my parents and motherfucker. I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is probably not what they wanted, but what up? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like this yeah. shit, like you don't know, especially yeah. with the way that shit's going in the world. Now you don't, who knows? Who knows what's going to fucking happen? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the moving back in with your parents when you're here in your thirties. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, soberless thoughts. Soberless uh, thoughts. Listen, listen, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's 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 try and be adults here, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I told my wife. I said, "Listen, <laughs> we're going to have. She wants to have at least one more kid." I said, "Okay. When you say at least one more kid, it's going to be one more kid." <laughs> because I am at the age now where I want to have the kid out of the house before I retire. Yes. And if I get any older, then it, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. So Especially if they go. I don't want to be an elderly 
an yeah. elderly person. I don't want to be getting free coffee at McDonald's <laughs> when my kid is just graduating high school. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Now, I will also say, I mean, shit, my grandmother is in her, she's 92, and she has two of my uncles still living with her. (laughs) (laughs) Now, granted, one of them retired from teaching, and he's just, he's doing it as like, you know, um, he's helping her out, that kind of thing. And my other one, he's doing the same thing. He just, but like, I've had cousins that just like ended up living there with her like five, 10 years ago. And you're like, you're living with our 80 year old grandmother. I'm like, yeah, she's the only one that take me in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad wouldn't. Um, right. But they were the smart ones. Yeah. They already knew. I think, you know what you need to do? And this is something that my grandparents did. Yeah. To avoid having people move back in with them. They sold their house that they grew up, that they raised all their kids in. Nice. And then moved into a little one bedroom condo. <laughs> Dude, there is a lot of people that do that. Did I ever tell you about the grayback? No. Dude. So when I lived in this apartment complex, there was this guy who was retirement age, had a chest full of white hair. I don't mean uh, just a chest. I mean abdomen, chest, fucking his whole front side was that fuzzy bush-like white hair that covered his front chest. And then he had the same shit running down his back. I'm sorry. I said it wrong earlier. I called him the silverback. Um. And he was at the pool at my apartment complex where this apartment complex was like a good hodgepodge of people. But most people that went to the pool during the day was like college age kids. Right. And maybe like a little bit older, you know, you'd see some divorcees and stuff like that. Like I said, it was a good hodgepodge. It wasn't just the college crowd, but he was the fucking greatest person ever. He was like, yeah, I was like, we sold our house and now we're just living here off the money. We sold our house and we're just going to live here for the rest of our years because we don't have to do shit. And he would sit there and drink bourbon with us. And I'm like 25 at the time. This guy's in his sixties and he had (laughs) spent so much game. His wife was out there with him. They were just like floating in the pool, both with their giant fucking Bubba, Bubba sippy cups of whatever the hell they're drinking. <laughs> the dude was like the governor of the pool. And I called him the silverback for years. Right. And the only thing that made me so much happier is I talked to someone that still like I was, I talked to like some younger kid when I was bartending that was like, Oh, I live over here at grand reserve. I'm like, Oh yeah. I was like, do you know the silverback? He goes, do you know the silverback? I'm like, yeah, I used to live there. He goes, that guy's still fucking there. He's like, you're shitting me. And I'm like, you call him the silverback? I'm like, yeah, dude, he's got so much white chest hair and back hair. <laughs> he's like, we all call him the silverback. I'm like, that guy's my fucking hero. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That's my goal one day. To be a silverback? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got, I'm got. i a ginger, man. So all my hair, they don't turn gray. gray. It just turns white. Yeah. That and I want to be the I want to be a mall Santa one day. <laughs> yeah, 
when all my hair turns white. I'm 80. Not go in there. Like I got my son. Yeah. Like Santa, you smell like bourbon. Mm. Get the fuck off me, kid. You're bad this year. Yeah. How do you know what bourbon smells like? You're getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. All right, Mike. We gotta wrap this up somehow. We do. Uh don't forget that if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for soberless in the dictionary, look between shit and syphilis. <laughs> That's where you'll find us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Right in between shit and syphilis. And speaking of syphilis, if you have a uh, relationship advice or uh love advice that you need, uh, don't forget to email us at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com because we're going to do a whole breakdown on Valentine's Day of uh, everybody's advice and basically just the world. We're going to tell everybody how to love. Oh. (laughs) And uh, as I said, you can do that at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com or you can DM us on uh on whatever our social medias are. What are our social medias, Alex? Oh, we've got them all. We've got everything from Facebook. We've got Instagram, both Soberless Thoughts. And you can also throw us a hey, what's up at uh, Twitter at eight at, at Think Soberless. Um, and we'd love to hear everything you got. If you got any kind of relationship advice, please send us those DMs, those direct messages, those emails those gmails uh we want to hear about them you need you need advice and we need to give it to you that's right and uh all the old episodes if you want to listen to how we have been given advice over the years uh you can listen to all those at soberlessthoughts.com dot com soberlessthoughts.com that's right that's serverlessthoughts.com. Dot com. Oh, <laughs> or check out all of the episodes anywhere you listen to Serverless Thoughts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you fucking hang out. Tell your friends, tell your buddies, tell the guy who's uh, passed out at the end of the bar, just slide a little uh, cocktail napkin underneath his arm. Yep. It says, Cerberus thoughts on it, and he'll be like, What's that? and then he'll flip it over and it'll say dot com on the back. Dot com, <laughs> uh, and please like, share, and comment on all social media on all the places you can actually see our podcast at. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, five star reviews, five star reviews. I talk about how you were listening to Soberless because what you can do is leave uh you can leave a comment on your review or I guess it's a review you're leaving a review right yep you can leave a review and you can talk about how you had Soberless thoughts playing in the background when you were having sex with that hooker and back behind the bar <laughs> in the back of your car yep and you'd be like dude it was fucking awesome. Uh, I love coming to Alex's voice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
I tried to sync it up with the ending. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of the ending, yep. how does it go, Alex? It goes something like this. Uh, when you're in the skillet, stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. doing bad things. 